Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. Happy Friday. It is March 3rd. And I was just on YouTube spouting off about how my sentiment is changing. Um, I am kind of, I'm looking at SPY on my screen. If you're on YouTube or if you go over to YouTube, again, you can start this out. I think I started about 10, 15 minutes ago. But you can take a look at SPY. Um, the, yesterday's afternoon candle was up. And so I'll go over this again. But we've got so many scans. I can't go over them. Um, there's just too many because we've got to recap the week. We've got to go over. But my sentiment is changing. And you're seeing that I think we may use this 200-day. And it got close. But I think the 200-day the of 391 on SPY is a support. You're seeing the MACD down low. The RSI is bouncing off. The, mor the morning candle yesterday had an RSI of 36. So there were more sellers than buyers. Um, but the afternoon picked up to 44, so we had more buyers than sellers. Uh, that's what the RSI uh, predicts. Now, this gap down here might go unfilled at around 360. There, there's still some talk about it going down towards that level. But my, my sentiment has not completely changed. Uh, I think today's action will determine uh, whether you get a MACD cross-up on the SPY. And if you get a MACD cross-up on the SPY, that's typically good. Again, the algorithm doesn't perform as good as buy and hold on SPY. Over a thousand candles. If we go a deep, let's do a deep test. 7,000 candles, which was put us 3,500 days. You can figure out how many years that is. Um, the algorithm makes you 158%. Buying and holding makes you 396%. So the algorithm is meant on SPY to be more of a guide um, again, in a bull market, which you are in, you know, last year was a bear market in a bull market sentiment, because if we just go from a four hour, let's just go to a monthly, uh, are you in a bull market or bear market? I mean, that clearly, if this were a daily, you'd be in a bull market. This would simply be a bull market pullback. Um, that's all that would be. This is a monthly. So each candle represents one month. If, for some reason, each candle represents a month, and we start to move a little bit upward, this MACD on a monthly winds up getting a cross-up again above the oscillator while the RSI is at 50. The RSI hasn't been down here since uh, COVID. I mean, you know, the, look at last year. You got kind of down a little bit lower and stuff. You look at back at two th the, the housing crisis of 2008, 2009, the RSI was down to 18. I mean, try buying stocks all the way down from that. When you went from 146, 145, all the way down to about, it looks like 60, 67 was the lowest. Um, yeah, 
That was a scary time. And if you weren't around during that time, uh, I was buying the entire way down. And my friends were like, you're crazy. The stock market's going lower, blah, 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 the whole thing. Uh, I believed um, Obama, you know, it, it, again, it was government bailouts. Um, so if you don't believe that the government is 100% incented to be behind us, um, then don't buy into the stock market because, you know, the, the, the term don't fight the Fed, the Fed doesn't want the market to go to zero. Um, but the Fed does want to stall uh, as much as it can. And that's what you're seeing here. Just seeing a pullback. This isn't a crisis. This isn't anything. This is completely 100% uh, Fed induced right here. This has nothing to do with anything. You can say, hey, Congress spent too much. And we, yeah, from COVID to here, that move was Congress induced. This one's Fed induced. You know, it's not like Congress is going to pull back spending at all. So, uh, I am moving in that direction. The, 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 the cues for the NASDAQ, kind of the same chart when you look at the algorithm. Um, it hasn't induced a buy. We just got out of a 12% gain uh, on a cue. And you've got the, the MACD kind of almost crossing up. If we go up, you'll cross up. And the RSI is at 46. So my sentiment is moving in this market. Now, I will tell you, uh, when I looked at the bond rates this morning on Fidelity, you can get a U.S. Treasury at 5.2% for one year. That is crazy, crazy good. <clears throat> one year. So I want you to mark where your portfolio is today because if you do not, by the end of the year, beat 5%, uh, shame on you. <laughs> the market may not beat 5%. But a portion of your portfolio should be in bonds. There's Tina. Uh, there is no alternative. That has been the, the, the bond kind of theory for the last 10, 15, 20 years. Um, I haven't owned bonds since probably, I'd say, um, you know, 2000s. I think I was around 29, 30 where I had a talk with somebody and he was like, yeah. He goes, even though we're in this dot bomb crisis, he goes, don't hold bonds. Bonds are just crap. You're never going to make your money. You're going to make your money in the stock market. So um, if you're younger, less money in bonds, more money in equities because you're going to make more money. But at 5%, if you told me that over a 40 to 50 year period, I could have an annualized return compounding rate of 5%, um, I would be perfectly happy to put at least 80% of my money in that and then risk the other 20% of my money to try and grow it. Um, 5% is a crazy, crazy good, especially when you go out and you look. I mean, you know, the 10-year rate uh, for a U.S. Treasury is 4%. So 5.2% versus 4%. That's what they talk about a yield curve. Uh, that long rate is probably going to come up and that short rate is probably going to stay minimal um, to try and uh, straighten out that inversion. Uh, but I am becoming a little bit more bullish on the stock market. But again, make sure you have some safety in there. And even if you're younger, 5% is a great one to have your money. There are high interest rates in there. Um, for money market accounts, we were just talking about it. I get about almost 5% in my money market with Fidelity. If you need Fidelity, just send me an email. I'll hook you up with Stuart, who's my guy at Fidelity. Um, you know, transfer over 2,500 bucks. And I think he gives me a hundred bucks and he gives you a hundred bucks. 
Um, but it's very much off the record. It's gift cards. So, you know, again, it's a good way uh, if you want to get into a, a brokerage that isn't Webull. It's not, you know, you're not getting fireworks when you trade on the Fidelity app. Um, it is a brokerage house. It is a full service brokerage house. So uh, it's significantly better. Um, but I wanted to go over that one. Uh, Netflix. <laughs> and I've got so many stocks to go over on this thing. Um, and my, my apologies if I don't get to your stocks because I probably will skip some just because I have so many to go over. Netflix, I'm planning on doing that, that video on it. Uh, I've said 300 is the, 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 the trade that I'd like to get into in Netflix. That is my, my call. It has not crossed up in the algorithm yet. The MACD is still falling, even though we've had a couple of green candles in the last day, last couple of days. Um, I still think that this gap down here poises some interest between 245 and 250. Uh, I think it, 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 it warrants um, maybe buying about 10, 15% as it dips under 300. If this one moves up, great. Uh, again, it's password cracking. And I, I think I posted this on um, TrendSpider. I had a, uh, a good chart on this one, and I posted it in the private Facebook group. Um, so I, I, I will probably do a, a video this weekend, and I know I said that last weekend, on Netflix. Um, I just I get lazy. I'm retired. Come on. Help me out a little bit. Uh, Stephanie Link. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I bring this up. Stephanie Link brought more cat yesterday, CAT, at about 250. We had a cross up here at 242. If you guys remember, cat was the weekly stock picks pick. Um, a few weeks ago, I bought, I think about one or two shares up here at about 270, I believe 260. Um, I, I, I believe in it long-term. I will probably add more actually today, knowing that Stephanie Link added more. Um, it's an industrial play. It's a China opening play. It is just, you know, a well-managed business and you add some money to it as it starts going in. As you find out that uh, other people are into it and their reasons for being into it, you just don't go, you know, you don't get a, a text from Stephanie Link and say, or a tweet, and I bought more cat. No, she goes into why she bought more cat. Uh, if you're just on a texting service, don't do that. Come on. Stephanie Link is, is incredibly smart about this stuff. Her other plays, just so you know, um, are, and this is for China reopening, is Nike which we had a cross up on, uh, on their ex-dividend date at 119. Uh, it is Starbucks, SBUX, which we had a, uh, a cross up down here, but not quite, it hasn't crossed up yet, but it probably will today at about 103. I think 100 is your pivot point on Starbucks. Um, and she has uh, EL, which is Estee Lauder. Uh, as China reopens, more people, and, and China's a big Estee Lauder uh, cosmetic um, uh, market, and she has CVX, Chevron Corporation, um, for her energy play, which has, you know, cross up here at 162, which is right where you're trading at, too. Uh, it's kind of moving a little bit just straight over. It's it's moved, made its move down. Bollinger Bands are cinching up. You're kind of going to see a move either up or down. My take is it moves up towards that 200-day at 174. <clears throat> I've said it before, 160, I think, is the price point for this one. Um, uh, XLE, speaking of energy, I wanted to look at XLE specifically because I am putting some money. I bought PXD yesterday. I bought uh, Pioneer Resources for the dividend. I bought it at 208. 
I'm not sure where it is today, but I'll take a look at it. I wanted to look at XLE because we had a cross up at 85.12. You're at 86.12 right now. You're moving towards that 200 day. So when you look at CVX, when you look at Exxon, when you look at Devon, when you look at MPLX, when you look at Oxy, when you look at all of that, the XLE kind of tells you where the direction of the energy trade is going. It looks like it's going up. XLE includes natural gas. Remember that. So Boyle still has confirmation here. The buy-in at 592, here at $682, you're still going. Uh, you hit a high of like $7.13 um, just on March 2nd yesterday. Uh, it looks like that's probably going to be a little top. Um, there is a slight gap up here at $13. You don't have any near-term gaps here, <clears throat> and you are extending your RSI. It's at 57. It's still in no man's land, so it still might have some move up. If you're you're nervous, do not hold these <clears throat> over the weekend. I usually do not tell you to hold these over the weekend, and there's a reason. Uh, Humphrey Yang, I posted the video as a post on Facebook. Uh, but I also posted it in the private Facebook group. Uh, go and watch that Humphrey Yang video. His second worst investment idea are levered ETFs. And this is one of them. And he goes over why a levered ETF, when you go down, it remember, if you lose, uh, say you lose 50% uh, of an investment, you go from uh, $2 to $1. Well, What's the percentage that it takes you to get back to from $1 to $2? 100 So you need to double your return in order to get back. The reason you don't hold these is because if you lose 5%, it's going to take you 10% to get back. So the jump back is harder. So a levered ETF, because it takes fees out, because it's based on options, if it goes down, you have to have tight stop losses. This is why I don't like you to hold these. But go and watch that video. It is fantastic. But XLE, um, I believe that we're looking at an energy sector that's probably coming back to its 200-day. Uh, and it's going to probably look at making these $90 moves again. Um, that's my thoughts on this. Uh, big, big news yesterday was uh, the opening of the inverse Kramer uh, and the long Kramer. Uh, and we don't have candles because they just opened yesterday, but it's SJIM and LJIM. Finally, we'll be able to actually track the way Jim Kramer trades and use the inverse SJIM as, as a reason to trade that. It is going to track his, uh, you know, they're, they're investing club members. And so they get all of his alerts. They can set it up just the way he does, um, you know, and, and look at that. He has not gauged himself against the, uh, the S&P. And, and the reason for that is my thing is you're just better off buying an S&P tracking fund with him. That's kind of my thing. Managing a, 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 a portfolio um, and beating the S&P, Warren Buffett says it all the time, and he doesn't beat the S&P a lot of the time, but he says it all the time. If, you, if you're not willing to put in some work and look at some things, then just go with the S&P. I don't think that Jim Cramer consistently beats it. He may, but we'll finally be able to, tell, uh, to determine that. Costco had their earnings, and Costco, uh, they, they, it wasn't great, 
Um, you're looking at Costco being at down 2% at 475. I think 475 puts in this gap between 461 and 452. The actual PE on Costco is expensive, 36. You only get a 0.74% dividend. It is up 6% year to date. It's down 7% over one year. I think you have some pullback coming on this. I have not gotten in. I consistently say anything under 500 is a buy. Anything over 500 is a sell on this. Wait for the, the, the algorithm plays in this middle ground. So this, this buy here, December 22nd at 458, great buy. You could have gotten out at the high at 530 bucks, gotten a lot. But the algorithm plays in this middle ground. It got you out with a 10% gain. Algorithm hasn't gotten you back in with the earnings. It looked like yesterday people were expecting really good earnings and really good guidance. The consumer discretionary uh, portion of the economy is looking like weakness. So uh, that went up. Another earnings play yesterday, which actually did really, really well, was AI, C3 AI. A couple of us have watched C3 AI's um, CEO on uh, CNBC. He's not you know, not very good. And this is a company that just kind of swings with the wind. Uh, their, their symbol is uh, AI. And uh, they blew it out of the waters, actually. Um, they lost six cents per share. They were expected to lose about 10 cents per share. Still not making money. They are in a consumption model, kind of like Snowflake. So essentially, the way they make money is as you use more data, you actually pay them more. It's not a contractual firm. It's just, hey, as you use more, you pay more, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's like a snowflake. I think snowflake has a better opportunity of growing, uh, long-term than AI does C3 AI. Uh, this guy constantly talks about a new way of doing Google. Well, anybody that knows anything about web three, about, uh, artificial intelligence search functions knows that Google is just a dummy. You're inputting a, a, into a search box. Well, the new term, the new way of doing AI is actually having conversation like you would with a human and learning that way. It's not a, a dumb text box with just results. It's actually having a conversation. <clears throat> so uh, C3 AI is up 18% in pre-market to 2525. Uh, that's where they're trading right now. To, uh, get, you're up here in this neighborhood. It might have 30 in its range. Uh, I would say that this gap down here, I've been waiting for this gap at 17 to be hit. The algorithm got you out on uh, February 23rd with a 95% gain. You easily could have pulled 100% on this one. Crazy how much this went up. This is the AI trade. You can see that this one's sliding. You're still not in. It is going to cross up today, and you're going to have a buy-in at about 25. I would probably not buy it up there. That, that RSI is just going to shoot up. Um, one ETF that I want to bring up here on Friday, and I'll probably go over it more, is SCHD. And I wanted to go over this one a little bit more because I wanted to look at its long term. Uh, I have it as a note. I will put it on uh, tomorrow, next week at some point. Zscaler, because I'm already 20 minutes in and fuck, we got so much to go over. And I'm going to skip most people's, uh, 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 you know, William and, and James, you guys asked me to go over a couple and Travis, I'll probably skip those. Um, just because I've got, I've got so much to go over that that's really good. Zscaler, which is a, uh, they are the, one of the leaders, one of the largest cybersecurity cloud firms. Um, they announced that their, uh, better than expected profits and revenue 
but they project a 9% decline in billings. They're down 11%. They're at 119. That brings them down here in this level, uh, covering this gap. See that little gap right there? You're covering that gap. I want to say, I think it's an opportunity. I don't know much about this business. I do know that um, I've talked to a few people at Microsoft who say that this is the one of the leaders and they believe in it. Year to date, you're up 20%. You're pulling back on that one. Performance for one year is down 45%. You guys know the cloud businesses have not done well. They are not making money. Their forward PE is an 80. So it is super, super expensive right now. I would think that this would be an opportunity to get in here. Um, but I want to be careful about this one. I don't want to over allocate because you're still in a downward trend. That right there is a downward trend. If we look at a weekly um, of this one, just a weekly stock, you're still in the downward trend. So I don't want to think that, oh my God, we're going to come up here to the 200 day, which is 150. Uh, all of a sudden, we're down here at about 119. So you're going to open up and, and that weekly candle right there is going to be an enormous candle of about 10, 15%. Um, so I want you to be careful in this one, but I do think that we look like we have an opportunity here. If you go back, uh, and this is COVID, COVID was at 49. That just means that this run, if we bring up Amazon, Amazon's probably a similar uh, weekly chart. Uh, we'll look at a weekly on Amazon. It's probably very similar. And it's a lot of these cloud stocks, a lot of these um, big ones. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at Amazon. This is COVID right here. You've pulled back to where you're trading at COVID. Uh, if you held on to it like I did, you just kind of missed out on this entire opportunity up here at 170. So it, it's an opportunity, but eh, I don't know that it's a great one. Morgan Stanley has named their top picks for AI. Uh, one is Google, G-O-O-G. Uh, we buy G-O-O-G here because on, on looking at a comparison, and let's go to Seeking Alpha. We'll do G-O-O-G, um, and we'll look at Google. And the, uh, this is what I want you to do. This you can do on your own. Uh, Seeking Alpha, I'm not a member. <laughs> this is free. Um, and we're going to add a comparison, and we're going to say G-O-O-G-L. Uh, and we're going to do that, and we're going to take the S&P out, and we're going to compare these two, okay? They trade very similarly. Um, now, we'll do a five-year, just a five-year return. So GOOG returns 69.23, GOOGL returns 68.07. So clear as day by GOOG, it's a 1% better. And your voting rights mean absolutely nothing because Larry and Sergey own the voting rights for that one. So GOOG is why we buy it. Um, actually, you know what? Let me look at a, do a year to date. Ah, this is, see, this is interesting. GOOGL is outperforming year to date by just a little bit. Uh, one year, um, you can see, loses 31.27 versus 31.29. Um, three year, you can see, it outperforms by a little bit the longer you get. And it's this, this, this little disparity right here is probably what's skewing it a little bit. But we do buy GOOG. Uh, two reasons. A, it does outperform long-term. B, this is what they use to buy back the stock. They don't buy back GOOGL. They buy back GOOG. Um, 
and you're, you're below the 200 day, anything around 90 is good. So that's the first AI pick. Second AI pick that we just went over and we just looked at is Amazon. And this is boosting these two stocks. Amazon right now is not a buy in our algorithm, but it probably will be today at about 92. I've said anything about $90 is a great buy. Anything under 100 for Amazon, you're getting in well. Uh, this is a long-term buy, in my opinion. Uh, I don't, they don't have a demand problem. They actually have a cost problem, which is not hard to fix. They hired so many people over the pandemic, so they just have to get rid of them. Uh, the final one from Morgan Stanley is Meta. And Meta has been putting in this little shelf right here. And this gap that goes down to about 153, I've been waiting for it to fill in on its way down. It hasn't. Uh, the algorithm got you out with a 44% gain right here on February 22nd. It will probably get you back in today. So I may buy back into this one because here's the thing. When you look at a long term of this one, and we'll pull this all the way back, um, and you look at that gap right there that happened January of last year, this gap goes up to 319 right here, and you haven't started to fill it. At some point, you will start to fill this. And Meta is very much like Amazon. They don't have a demand problem. They are still making a ton of money. They print money. Uh, these guys have a cost problem. They were spending too much money on the metaverse. Simple as that. Simple as that. Um, finally, I'll look at Morgan Stanley. Since Morgan Stanley made these bets, and I do own Morgan Stanley, I think I own Morgan Stanley at an average price of about 90 bucks. I didn't get in at this 85 where it started. You got out of 14% gain. Morgan Stanley doesn't have a buy right now. They're past their ex-dividend date. They're past their earnings date. There's no real catalyst, but I do think that 90 probably puts in a pretty good floor on this one. Um, $90 is, is my buy kind of swing on this one. If you want to get in at 96 for a long term on Morgan Stanley, I don't think it's bad. I mean, here's the thing. M most banks should be traded based on their book value. This one's book value is 55. So it's significantly down there. Goldman Sachs book value is 307 and you're trading at 349. So it's significantly closer to its book value. Bank of America's book value is $30 and you're trading at 33. So, uh, you know, one of the reasons I got into Wells Fargo at 40 was because their book value was 42 and I'm sitting at 45. So I got in earlier this year at 40. Um, hopefully you guys did as well. Uh, let's go over some of our, that's a half hour, and I am going to skip, I'll, I'll look at uh, people's stocks uh, next week on Monday um, that you guys asked me to, James and William, I'll, I'll look at them next week. Um, but, you know, I just got too much to go over. I want to uh, summarize our, our, some of our stuff from, from this week. Uh, Monday, we had Square, and Monday on Square, you had a cross up at 77.29. It was right after earnings, um, 77.95. So it's up there. It's had a decent, you know, week. It's kind of held its ground. Hasn't moved much. Um, but that was Monday. Devon, we had a cross up. I think at 54 on Devon. You're trading at 55.05 right now. 55.12 is where the cross up happened. Um, but yeah. Uh, Devon, NVIDIA, we had a cross up and they had earnings, I believe. Uh, NVIDIA 
We had a cross-up. I think it was a secondary cross-up. No, main cross-up at 232. That's kind of where you're trading. The, the market's just kind of flat, if you will. Uh, Fang, which is Diamondback. I think James has messaged me about Fang. Um, it's just kind of sat where it is. 141 was the cross-up. You're at 140, 190. I mean, nothing, nothing super big. Uh, again, you're not going down if you bought these on Monday. CHRD. They had their earnings cross up at 137, trading at 138. Not horrible. Uh, you are coming up. Today is your ex-dividend date. Mar I'm sorry, March 6th. Next Tuesday is your ex-dividend date. They have a, div a cash dividend of $4.80 that will be paid out. So it's a good amount of dividend. Not horrible. I mean, that's, that, that $4.80 gets you paid out. Um, dividend will be payable on March 21st as of record holders on March 7th, which means by March 6th, you have to purchase. Um, Melly, we talked about Melly. This is the Amazon of Latin America. This one crossed up on Monday at 1143. You're 1215. Not a bad week. Pretty good week. After their earnings, they just shot up, just kind of soared up. Um, I don't think that they're making money. Let me look real quick in Finviz. Um, yeah, their PE is 128. I mean, it's super, super expensive, but they didn't spend the money during COVID that Amazon did. So they're continuing their, their kind of slide up. Uh, if you bought here in December at eight or January at 856, you're real happy at 12, 1200. Um, Intuit, uh, taxes are coming up. These guys own TurboTax. I will be using TurboTax. It crossed up at 416. It's at 405. Not a great one. Um, you know, it didn't hold its confirmation above that nine day. So it got you out midweek. Um, I, I would say this 200 day at about 400. And I think I said that even at 416, 400 was probably the best bet. Oracle crossed up on Monday um, at, two, 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 and I think it got you out. Yeah, 8731, it got you out. Um, again, this one seems a little bit expensive to me for what it is. They did win the cloud um, business for uh for um uber uber uh so oracle and microsoft are the two that are doing it um simon property group spg this one crossed up um and did it get you out no 122 trading at 123 uh slb schlumberger <laughs> which is a um software provider for the oil and gas industry uh 54.99 you're trading at 54.40 I think that 200-day at 52 is probably a better buy. But as the energy uh, sector goes up, this one will go up. This is super expensive. The, uh, the PE on this one is 23. In the energy sector, that is unheard of. It's got a 1.81% dividend. Year-to-date, it's up 3%. You're, you're bumping right up against 52-week highs of $62. 52-week high, you're only 11% off there. So you've only got a 10% upside until you hit the 52-week high with an expensive stock. Eh. Uh, the other one that is kind of similar in their business is Halliburton um, at, to Schlumberger. You've got 37.27. You're trading at 37.86. Not making a ton of moves, but Halliburton's a good one. Uh, the oil sector, the oil drillers, OIH, um, uh, it moved up here. 317.91 was the buy. You're at 320. You know, I, I, again, I think energy is going to get a play. Uh, Marathon Oil, MRO. And I'm not going over these. I will put all of them in the description below. 
So if you have TrendSpider, you can go and look at these charts yourselves. You can see the algorithm because I share my algorithm with anybody that signs up for TrendSpider. Um, and you can see the charts where the buy-in was and where you want to get in or out. But Marathon Oil, MRO, crossed up at 2608. You're trading at 2563. Energy sector is just kind of taking a breather. Um, and it's based all 100% on China reopening. China's just not going as fast as everybody thought, and they're reopening. But ConocoPhillips, uh, somebody asked me to look at this one, and I said, hey, uh, we already had a cross-up. It was on Tuesday at 105.60. You're trading at 106.29. Um, CVX, we went over. Uh, Solar Place, S-E-D-G, Solar Edge. Um, they had their earnings a couple of weeks ago. They, they beat big. It went up, slid down. Uh, I still say... 300 is the buy on this one. Uh, the, the trigger came in at 311.31. Boom, you're at 325. Um, you know, the, the, there was good earnings on solar this week. Uh, UPS crossed up uh, on Tuesday. Um, and this one is one that I said, hey, you can buy it if you want. I don't think it's horrible. 181, you're trading at 185. The RSI is kind of moving up. The MACD is moving up. You got no more catalysts on this one. But it's probably a $200 stock in a healthy, healthy environment. Um, Delta crossed up. I said that I think Delta, uh, anything under 40, I think you could buy it. Anything over 40, I think you could sell it. Crossed up at 37.64. You're at 38. Not horrible. Not horrible at all. Um, uh, Target on Wednesday. We're moving on to Wednesday. Target on Wednesday, uh, probably not a great buy. It probably got you out. Uh, right after the earnings, 168.16, you're trading at 165. Hasn't got, got you out in the candle right afterwards. The MACD's kind of down. If you want, in my mind, I think you're coming uh, to cover this gap at 212. I think at some point in time this year, Target's up at 200. I own a good amount of Target, um, a significant amount of Target, I should say. Uh, and I believe my average purchase price is 111. So I'll probably add more to it as it as it looks to get a good amount of confirmation. Arch Resources with coal. This one was a secondary cross-up. You got your dividend, ex-dividend date already passed. It's continuing its climb up. The algorithm had you in February 15th at 146. Just kind of fluttered down. The algorithm didn't get you out, but it crossed back up again. And that's, you know, the, the entry point on that one. Talked about UCO, which is a triple-levered oil bull. The opposite uh, is SCO. This one got you in at 27.67, got all the way up to 28.70. Um, it's back down at 27.74, 27.80. Uh, so that's a good one. Uh, we talked about uh, coin. Coin this week had a cross up. Uh, this is cryptocurrency. Bitcoin is at 22,000. I think it went out to 24,000. This one had you buy in at 65.30. Hasn't gotten you out yet, uh, but 65.30 was the buy in you're trading at 62. I would say anything right around this uh, 200 day at 54.55. That's probably my more comfortable buy-in point is that 200 day because I do think that it's going to use that 200 day as kind of a middle level. And as long as it stays there, if you were to look at coin and you would look at a long-term basis, it doesn't even have its 200 day on a weekly. If you will look at a daily on this one, um, because I think it came, it IPO'd sometime last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but the 200-day is still moving down. You're just kind of hugging onto that 200-day right now. 
and this will move with the cryptocurrency. I don't consider this a long-term play. I consider that one a trade. Um, BlackRock is one that we talked about with earnings. Um, BLK, uh, their ex-dividend date is March, March 6th. Uh, 683.15, you're trading at 690. Uh, you've had a nice little MACD cross up here. The RSI is still in no man's land. It's 43. It's coming off of 31. So it's still a, a pretty good buy. We talked about shippers and we talked about rig and how I wish I would have bought rig at the $5 after it dipped. And uh, I always say this, any reaction in the market is an overreaction. Uh, and it dipped down to about 595 right after earnings. Uh, it had a buy here at $7.05. You're trading at $7.27 today. So the RSI is a little bit extended. You're up at 60. Um, the MACD is crossing up. It crossed up and it's continuing its way up. So you've still got this bullish trend right there. Uh, I won't go over all of them from yesterday because I've got too many for today <laughs> that I need to go over that look juicy. And I was looking at some of these charts. First one is Exxon. Now, what you have to realize about Exxon, the cross up here is at 110. I think Exxon is $120 stock, but I think you're trading between this 110 and 120. You can buy and sell it. I sold a little bit of it in December um, back here where it was about 103, 104. I sold a little bit. I didn't buy back in. Uh, probably wish I would have. But Exxon is just one of these that's going to continue. I, I think you're using the 200-day right now as a support level at 110, uh, and it crossed up today at 110.67. Uh, I think anything between 100 and 110, you can look to at some point in time where uh, energy does start to go up, you can look at that one as going to 120. Uh, Shopify, in fact, before I go, let's look at the 52-week range. Um, the 52-week range, yeah, 119.63, so you have 6% up until 120. Uh, Shopify, I said after earnings, Shopify actually made money. They have a new CFO. I do think that there's a gap here between 47 and 52. That will need to be filled. Um, not all gaps on Shopify will be filled immediately, but I do think with them making money, I think this fits into... Any reaction by the market is an overreaction. You can see this buy-in here at September, December 30th at 34, it got you out right after earnings with a 28% gain. You could have gotten all the way up here at 54 uh, before earnings and sold out. That was a great opportunity to sell right there. Um, anytime in between here was a great opportunity to sell. You can see there's a tiny little gap here between 43 and 44. That gap was filled on the way down. I think that's where we're going. We're using the 200-day as support. The 200-day, just so you know, is at 38. Are you upset if you buy this at 41? I'm not. I'm holding this one, I think, at about 70. Uh, my average purchase price, it might be 50, it might be 40. I'm not sure exactly where, but I am holding a significant amount of this. I believe in the company. I like the company. I think they've got enough. I'm not leading you into something that's going to go bankrupt. So, But it is a trade, in my opinion. It's not one that you hold forever. Uh, AMD, uh, they just had an activist investor. They had a cross up here at $80.43. I hold this one. I believe my average purchase price is in the 70s. It's not very, I'm not making a ton of money off of this. This is next to NVIDIA, the best chip company out there, AMD. Uh, another chip company that had a cross up 
is Taiwan Semiconductor. This one exploded when people found out that Warren Buffett was in it. And it was, I think it was back here in November. Warren Buffett is out of this. <laughs> he announced that he was out of it, I think around February. You had a 23% run on this one um, with the algorithm. Again, the algorithm plays in middle ground. It doesn't time the bottom, doesn't time the top. But you do have a second cross up here at 87. I would be careful with this one. It is an extended um, chip company. They have a PE of 13, which isn't horrible. A 1.99%, uh, so 2%. But it is up 19% year to date. For one year, it's down 19%. Your 52-week high is 110. You're only 20% off of that. Uh, if you want to know which chip company I actually think is the best to buy, it's Qualcomm with a 2.42% dividend. Its PE is only 11.84. So versus Taiwan Semi, uh, you can look at AMD. I call AMD one of the best. And the reason they, they just have the technology. Taiwan Semi is the one that makes uh, great chips. AMD has the great technology. Uh, NVIDIA has the best technology in chips. They are probably the biggest with AI. But when you look at uh, the PE and the f of, uh, of uh, AMD uh, versus NVIDIA, AMD's at 90p, the PE of NVIDIA is 133. And by the way, NVIDIA is up 60% year to date. So you can take a look at those. Uh, Boeing had a cross up. And we talked about Boeing as one of the t uh, stock pick, weekly stock picks. Um, top picks up here. I think I bought in about 217 or so, about one share, maybe two. 206.56. I don't think it's a bad one. We do have an insider uh, listener, uh, Joe, who said, tells me that uh, uh, he's not a fan. There's a lot of people who work at Boeing who may not be fans of them, but uh, there might be some, in, some, uh, some issues with Boeing. Just be aware that the, they, they are currently not. Uh, working on the Dreamliner, delivering the Dreamliner, I should say. There's some questions about that. If management is being has changed and is being forward with their uh, outlook and honest with their assessments, unlike the past, then you can assume this stock is safe. If you believe that Boeing has not changed and is being eh, not so honest, um, then we have more downside to go. I would say I would feel 200 has been my buy-in on this one. I think 200 is a fair price for it. Roblox, which is in our core portfolio, had a cross-up. Um, and this one, I believe, is a $40 stock. It's trading at 4106 Uh, I would not be buying in on this cross-up. The RSI is at 65 uh, I would be waiting for this one to pull back down below the 200-day, which is, and, and uh, honestly, I think 30 is your buy. $30 is you buy, $40 is you sell. Trade it in between there until we get into an actual bull market. There are a bunch of triple and double levered ETFs that I will put down below. Uh, URTY, UDOW, UMDD. There are three, or I'm sorry, four Vanguard uh, stocks that I will put down below. VBK, VOT, VEA, and VB. Those are the ones I will put down below. I'm not bringing up their charts. I'm not looking at them. Arc G has a cross up. Uh, this is their genomics uh, one. I have I've invested in this in the past. I am out of it. I am buying back into it. 
$29.97. I do think $30 is a great price for this one. I think you could at least ride this to $33 at some point in time. Uh, the problem that you have is a lot of people just trade the actual stocks that this gets in and out of. But I do think that $33 is probably a decent price for you to get into if we are turning into a bit of a bull market. If you think we're not, then then let's see. What's the 52-week range on this? I think um, you are 14%. So your, your, your bottom, your 52-week range is between 26 and 49. And honestly, 49 came in August of last year, right before you kind of crashed down. Uh, the October lows was when you hit 26. I think 30 is your swing on this one. So if you can get it anywhere about 30 to 30 bucks, I think you're fine. McDonald's had a cross up, MCKD. Uh, and they had a cross up blah, 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 at um, 267.57. You're trading at 266. This is just an entry point. Do not expect to trade McDonald's and make it up to 250 anytime soon. Um, McDonald's 52-week range, you're only 5% below your, uh, your 52-week high, which is 281. So you're, you're trading at highs, and that's where you're seeing that resistance. That's where you're seeing it kind of put in a range where it's at the 52-week high. Um, Nike, we went over. Procter & Gamble. Uh, I think this was one that James wanted me to go over anyway. Procter & Gamble looks like it's, it, it's got to buy, but you have to understand the last two buys have resulted in losses. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, the last three buys. That one in 153 got you out here uh, with a 2% loss. You didn't get back in uh, until 140, got you out with a 1% loss. You got back in at 139. You had another 2% loss. Your buy-in now is 139.93. It is clearly using that 200-day as a resistance level. Clearly, until it crosses back up, it's a resistance level. So Procter & Gamble is not a bad one from a chart standpoint, I would say. Eh, just hold off. Be patient. Um, speaking of chips, uh, one that's beaten down, and it's beaten down for a reason, and I don't think you should get into it, is Intel. Intel had a cross up here at 2561. You're trading at 2630. I just don't believe in their technology. They, they wound up pulling uh, their dividend. Uh, until so that they can reinvest in the company. I just think it's a badly, poorly run company. And they've got a lot of money to spend until they get back into it. Honeywell had a cross up. Uh, we talked about this one at 191.59. You're trading at 194. I think you get back to this 200 day, even this death cross right here of February 23rd. If we look, the death cross typically happens on the daily. It hasn't happened yet. You can see when you move to a daily, you're using that 200-day as a support level right now. Uh, the last time you had this death cross, it was up here at 220 on November 4th, and you had yet, and this golden cross essentially happened on November 22nd, but it didn't move the, the stock higher. That golden cross happened, and immediately when that golden cross happened, this stock started to move down. So it's right at its 200-day. It's probably an average buy at the 200-day. There are just too many stocks to scan. Um, I just can't go over them all. So I'll put the list down below. If you have any questions, hit me up in the private Facebook group. Uh, if you made it this far, go onto YouTube and just hit subscribe. Also hit five stars and, and just rate the, the podcast. If you made it this far, I am sorry that it went on for so long. I am sorry that I didn't go over the stocks that you guys asked me to go over today. 
But Friday, I'm trying to use as a recap day and kind of where are we going. I also uh, tell people do not buy on Fridays. The only one that I'm looking actually to buy, there's two, Tesla and Devon Energy. Those are the only two that I'm looking to buy today. Um, Oxy is back over 60. Devon, I want to get in at around 53. It doesn't look like it's getting down there though. Um, and Tesla, I want to buy it under 190. It, it wound up going back up to 196. I will probably add to it because anything under 200, I think is a decent buy. Uh, I think it's just, it's popping back up. I mean, honest to God, Tesla is just one that I think you just hold on to for a long, long time. Uh, it, we're finally out uh, of the algorithm, got you out. But I just think we're, we're, we're going to continue on this ascending triangle. I think you're going up to fill this gap at 259 to 266. So I'll probably buy back in. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. I will answer some of the YouTube stuff now. Have a great weekend. If I get time, I'll do that Netflix chart for you um, on YouTube. So keep an eye out. Okay, take care.